That was Mad Love by Mabel. You're listening to Gin FM here on 106.9. It is just about 10.40 in the morning. Myself and Kim are joined in the studio by Professor Adrian Walsh, a professor who works predominantly in political... Political... I've li- got, I can't say the word philosophy. There we go, and the philosophy of economics and applied ethics. My apologies for my little um, stutter there. So, uh, <laughs> Professor Walsh, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. Um, so, given that you are at the moment on leave, I believe, um, we just like to ask first of all, um, what exactly is the unit that you are most involved with here at UNE, and what does it entail? Uh, probably the first year philosophy. Um, uh, Ethics unit, well, it's ethics and um, metaphysics, um, and that's Phil 151. And what it's entailed, it's just an introduction to philosophy, really. I mean, one of the things about philosophy is people don't do it at school, and they're often puzzled by what it is. So, really, we have the unit as an introduction to philosophical reasoning. Um, it's got sections on ethics, you know, uh, some fundamental questions in ethics, and questions of the self. Um, and persistence over time. What, what, what is a person? So, you know, I could, I could start asking philosophical questions here, but um, what is a person over time? You know, why are you the same person you were when you were two? That sort of thing. So, that's probably the main unit that I'm involved with here. Um, I t- yeah, I teach another unit which was called HUMS 103, it's now called HASS 103, which is an important one of the foundation units in uh, the BA. Um, I could talk more about that in a minute if you want. No, that's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Um, that minute that's now? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> we can go into that. that. Now, okay. Well, HAS 103 is a different sort of unit. So it's a, um, it was when, uh, it's the idea of that unit is to try to coordinate various themes that are within the humanities. So I think one of, so one of the things that goes on with the humanities is that there's a lot of uh, consistent themes across that, but they aren't normally brought together. So what we were trying to do was get in writing, so it's been, we did this four years ago, as a foundation unit, and part of what we're trying to do is get to people to reflect on what it is the humanities are about, why the humanities matter. Um, one of the points that I had was that unlike, the so contrast all the time was with the sciences. When you're doing science, you've gone through school, you know what science is, you know what the scientific method is, right? So what is, uh, what is, what are the questions, what are the methods that are used in the humanities? So subjects like philosophy, history, English, um, politics, and so on, archaeology. Uh, a lot of these questions don't have experimental ways of solving answers. So it's not like, say, if you want to know what the, how many chairs are in this room, you know, we do a count. Or if you want to know what the composition of this chemical composition of this microphone in front of us, uh, you can do a test. But a lot of the questions we ask are ones which don't have straightforward empirical means of testing. So part of the question was, how, how do people in the humanities go about exploring questions? And the other point is you think, oh, well, if you can't do an experiment on them, maybe maybe the questions aren't worth asking. But in fact, often the questions that are being asked are the most important questions you're ever going to ask. Like, you know, what should I do? What matters? What, um, you know, and say in history, what should we believe about historical evidence, um, politics, you know, what's and what's a good society? What's a, you know, how should society be organised in those? And they're not questions for which there's straightforward empirical or experimental ways of uh, solving. So how do you go about it and one of the things we push is so we show what some of the problems really important problems that are looked at in the various units within the humanities and then what we say is how we solve them how we go about resolving them maybe not solving is the right way to put it but you know responding to them no yeah I understand where you're coming from yeah well, that's quite fascinating. It's a, and it's, it, I think it's something that obviously a lot of students will have to be a part of, given that it's a very early introductory unit. So I'm presuming that it's a core unit, at yep. least, to yep. um, 
this particular field. So I guess um, the follow-up question would be, what's one thing that students in your units can do to get a better grade? Potentially a little tip for first-year students out there. No, that's a good question. I mean, I, I'm okay. You're throwing that on me. I mean, I think um, read closely. I mean, and, and actually take the question seriously. I mean, I think people read. Cl- people often. Um, get a lot of material, right? And they get a lot of material. Going in the old days, my day, they used to photocopy. Now they download stuff. Mm. Sit down, look at the material, read it closely. I mean, like in philosophy in particular, um, we don't give said a lot of reading. It might only be a ten-page piece, but you just really read it a couple of times. Read the first time just to get a general overview of what the argument is, and then go back and read it again closely. And I think the other thing is sometimes just put your feet up somewhere and just try to work out what you think about the problem. Don't. I mean, in going through this reading, you, you hear one point that goes this way, you hear another point that goes that way, and you get thrown like a, you know, like a, um, like a little dinghy in a sea storm or something, you know, one way and then the other. And I think what you want to do is actually work out what you think. So I think I think the most important moments are those quiet moments. Sit yourself down, as I say, put your feet up, get a coffee, a beer, whatever it is you do to relax. No one else, no other noises, no music in your headphones, and sit down and actually just work out what your take on this is. And that quiet quiet hour, that quiet reflection, and you know what the problem is, what's the problem, and what is your particular take on it. Now that take might change, but I think what you want to do is try to work out, you know, so I think the most important one is those quiet reflections. Like I, I write philosophy articles, and typically most of the work is done in about an hour when I work something, where, what I work my position out. The rest of it is just putting one foot in front of another. You know, you write the words, you know, you go and find the research, you know, put the pagination in and so on, you know. But I think most of the work is often it's just done. I mean, there's drudge work, but actually the inspiration of it's just maybe an hour. Awesome. Best. So it's my take on this: really stop thinking so much. Just don't don't download every possible thing you can get. Don't get all the PDFs and all that sort of stuff. Actually, the first point is just work out what the issue is, what the problem is, and then um, work out what you think. Awesome. So kind of just like making time for like maybe one hour a week and just like get the reading done without distractions. Yeah, without distractions, I think we're way, way, way too yeah. distracted. You know, there's too much stuff going on and there's all that. And all, yeah. I mean, we provide a lot of material now. Look, I mean, when I was a student, I mean, it's, it's funny, it was like surfing. I, I mean, I was, one of your questions you got here is about being a nerd. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I used to duck off after I was at a college and I used to duck back to the university library and sit there from seven or nine. And I think people thought I was off going partying or taking drugs. So I was actually sitting at a... You know, in the library, and it was a little bit like um, uh, uh, surfing in the sense, like there was an encyclopedia. My background, my, my area is philosophy, and it was an encyclopedia of philosophy, which was about sixteen volumes. And I'd read something on Aristotle and think oh, that's really interesting. The bottom of it would say, you know, look up Plato, you know, and then Plato <laughs> and the pre-Socratics, and I think, oh, cool. So then I go and find the next one, P, you know, with Plato. And I pull that down and sit there for half an hour. I mean, it's just what you do with following links along. Yeah, of course. But I mean, anyway, it was really quiet. It was up in this top floor of this university, and I'd spend two hours, probably four nights a week, um, just reading all these articles about philosophy. And that was my first six months of being at university, and that that was really what got me going in philosophy. But I, again, I mean, I, I mean, your stuff about being a nerd. Well, that was my nerd moment. I used to just love reading all this stuff, you know, and following through. I mean, now you do it with links, you know, you follow, obviously, you know, on the internet. But it was basically surfing using, in that, in that sense. Encyclopedia surfing. Yeah, yeah, encyclopedia surfing, you know. But I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't know if that answered your question. But anyway, I've got no, I think, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> It'll give, give our first year's little snapshot into what um, it can be like in this particular field. Yeah, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. So what's the best thing about your job, would you say? Oh, the best thing? Well, look, you know, it's both the research and the teaching. I, 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 um, I really 
you know, look, I'm, I'm going to spend the rest of the day. I'm on study leave at the moment, so I've, you know, you write articles and write books. Um, it's nothing better than actually when you see something come out. You've written, you've had the idea, and then it comes up in a journal. You know, it's, it's a real buzz. I remember the first time I actually got something published, and I raced down to the library. It was just sitting in the, you know, the library in the stacks. They used to have yeah. stacks, you know, in the front. No, the new, yeah, new no, journals. Yeah. And uh, new journals, and there it was. There was the thing that I'd published with my name on it. But the best thing is probably doing the research, and, but also the teaching scroll. I mean, I really enjoy it. I mean, philosophy people often don't quite get, but it's a real joy when people actually get what the nature of the the discipline is and then how we're responding to it and how it can open up I mean it opens up people's minds to being able to kind of be more reflective and think more critically you know so I mean philosophy is a very very old discipline for sure it, it goes yeah. back to you know, the ancient Greeks it's from, you know, in some sense it's the oldest discipline and yet we don't teach it in places like France and parts of Europe it's part of the high school curriculum you know and so people know their you know they know their Plato they know their Aristotle and in a lot of ways that it, it, philosophy is a, is a subject that allows you to think clearly through problems that you know we all deal with, for sure. It's, so it's about transforming. I mean, it's, you know, you can see people change. So the best part in, is people waking up that oh, hang on, this stuff's actually really useful, even though it sounds on one level, yeah. you know, it doesn't boil any cabbages as it were. You know, it's not as if it produces uh, lots of tons of iron or whatever. But you know, for, for your own reflection, it's it's really important. So it's a long-winded answer, but no, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Given that obviously you um, have been in this field for quite some time and have a lot of knowledge and experience of this field, um, given that just to uh, rewind the tape back to when you were starting out at university as a student yourself, what do you wish you knew when you first started out as a university student? Oh, it's so long ago, right? <laughs> I'm showing my age. What, what, do, what do I wish I knew? Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Look, I mean, I, I was pretty nerdy, and um, I used to go, look, unlike all the others, I used to, I mean, no one turned up to lectures. Does that sound familiar? You know, like, yeah. No, I think yeah, a little bit. Some, yeah. <laughs> one, some things never change. No, no, no. <laughs> what do I wish I knew uh, when I was a student? Um, oh, look, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe if I, no, look, it's sort of hard to know. I mean, I, I worked hard and all that. Um, there were, you know, there were sort of probably resources I didn't realise early on. I mean, some of the when when I was doing my PhD, probably I, I did things not so much as an undergraduate, but I mean, you need to get more organised. I probably wasn't sufficiently organised in terms of my file management, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, no, you know, I think so. I think that was probably the thing. I, I, I mean, because I mean, most of the people that get here to be lecturers and you're going to interview were basically nerds, right? And they were the ones who went to every lecture and you know all of that, and were really passionate. A few that weren't, but so typically, you know, we. You know, most of what you did, you know, you went to lectures, you did all the research. Um, I think some probably sometimes, as I say, file management, and probably I, I wish I'd just sat down more and did what I was advising before, which is just reflect a little bit more, you know, on what the problem was and not try to get a hold of all of the material that there is, you know, and um, and get, you know, be encyclopedic in my knowledge of what there was. Sometimes you just need to work, you know, sit down and work out what your own issue, what your own take on something is probably. No, spot on, 100%. Um, I guess given that we'll move forward a little bit more, um, just to a bit more of a light-hearted few lightning round questions just for students to sort of, I guess, get to know you more as a uh, as the man behind the, uh, the mask of academia and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of authority. So the first question would be, do you currently have a favourite song? I've been listening to a band called Parquet Courts a lot, so that's been, I've been hammering on that. But probably, you know, um, and there's a song called Wide Awake that I've been really enjoying of theirs. Um, but... Probably over the long, you know, long run songs. Over the long run, I, you know, growing up, I listened to Clash all the time, London Calling, yeah. Bob Marley Redemption song. I mean, you know, um, 
her favourite songs. So I had to do a top ten of all time. Leonard Cohen, you know, Sisters of Mercy, maybe. I don't know, that sort of thing. Awesome. A yeah. nice little uh, wide variety, <laughs> which I uh, love that. So um, the next one would be, what uh, What would your dream area of research be, your dream location? Uh, um, I like being in Northern Europe, actually, so probably either Finland or Oh, I like that, yep. Yeah, that um, sounds like a good idea. Finland, yeah. Finland yeah. fan here. Oh, you're a Finland fan. Yeah, I, had, Absolutely. I worked there for a year, so in Helsinki, and I would, that was wonderful. Really um, probably Helsinki, because I mean, the thing is, there from a the point of view of the sort of area I work in, uh, you know, they they really fund philosophy and political philosophy and philosophy of social science. So I was in a research centre there for a while um, at Helsinki, at the University of Helsinki. So yeah, I mean, uh, that's probably a dream. Uh, you know, I mean, it gets cold in winter, of course, but you know, it's very. You know, that's that sounds cold. like a good thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. well, it, it didn't bother me actually. I must say, I've had enough summer in my life. So, so yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> So given that um, we're just about out of time right now, yep. but we will uh, we'll just say before um, we wrap up that for uh, students who might have, obviously when you come back from study leave, students that might have more to do with you uh, as a unit coordinator and as an academic in this particular field, that um, you in fact have just started your own band, which is a nice little bit of trivia for students to... <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, students know given that we are in fact a radio station um, yep. the band is in fact called Foundlings we'll be playing some of their music um, throughout the well hopefully throughout the next few days or weeks given that we are always on the lookout for new music so just a little question again for a light hearted question how did this band start what exactly was the uh, it was just a friend of mine who's at Walker and we were playing some sport together and we discovered we both I played in bands years and years and years ago in Adelaide you know like um, and the sort of indie bands in Adelaide, going back to the late 80s, early 90s. And then we just discovered we both, he lives at Walker and he had a studio there. So we just started recording stuff. And then um, eventually we just got three other people together um, to play with us. Brendan Passy, who's a local Armadale person, who some of you might know, and is in a band called The Sinners and The Gravy. He plays in those, he plays with us. And uh, my son Tom, who's a bass player. And then Steve Taffer, who everybody here would know. Steve plays with us, he plays piano accordion and resonator. And Steve is actually the person who plays classical guitar here when you hear graduation. Oh wow! So wow. he's the man. Okay. He's the man who, if, if when you graduate, or if you go to someone else's graduate, he sits up in Bull somewhere. I don't know where they sit him. I've never seen him actually doing it, and he plays guitar. So he's our, our guitarist, and, and he's a very very good guitarist. So it was just we got them together as a band. So Huey and I got the band together, and then um, we got these three other players. So anyway. awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for coming in. Um, we really appreciate it, um, given that obviously we like to listen to a lot of conversations with people from various academic backgrounds. So that was our political philosopher and lyricist of Foundings, <laughs> Professor Adrian Walsh. You're listening to Tune FM here on 106.9. We're going to play you out with London Calling by The Clash. Coming up next, Kim and I will be back in the studio with another academic individual, so be on the listen for that. Here is London Calling on the home of student-powered radio, Tune FM 106.9.